You're listening to 90% Mental, Conversations with Grant Parr, Episode 135. Mental performance coach Grant Parr sits down with Jesse Halberstadt, founder at the Institute of Human Performance and former collegiate football player, where he discusses how his athletic experience prepared him for life after football. Jesse also talks about how the pandemic allowed him to see this crisis as an opportunity and how he had to tap into his mental toughness and the win mindset. This entrepreneur knows how to create an unbreakable foundation for success. What would more wins, higher productivity, or quicker recovery mean for you? NeuroPeak Pro optimizes human performance by working to promote balance within the autonomic nervous system. Used by the world's elite athletes, this training program is now available to you at home. Cutting-edge neuroscience and technology allows you to strengthen your brain remotely, anytime, anywhere. Schedule your evaluation and get started with your brain training today. Visit NeuroPeak Pro and receive a 10% discount by using the promo code GRANTPAR. You're interested in a full-body resistance training system to achieve your athletic and fitness goals? The Mass Suit from Juke Performance is your answer. The Mass Suit is a full-body resistance training suit that you wear during your exercising or sports-specific training to enhance your speed, strength, power, agility, and endurance. You are fully mobile, and it's great for plyometric and high-intensity training. It engages all muscle groups simultaneously and increases to a 50% caloric burn. Check out the Mass Suit at jukeperformance.com and other fitness-related products and make sure to use the promo code GRANTPAR, one word, G-R-A-N-T-P-A-R-R, for your 10% discount. Hey, Jesse, how are you? Doing great, Grant. Thanks for having me on today. You bet, man. Well, I'm excited to have you on my show for many reasons. Um, you know, having the the chance to to get to know you over the past maybe six, seven, eight months um, has been really cool just to understand and to see what you're doing as an entrepreneur, what you're doing for athletes and families um, is incredible. And I'm, I'm going to stop there because I'm going to let you in, in a second here talk about what you're doing with your institute, um, how important it is for development for young athletes. Um, but more, moreover, just to, just to understand your, your mindset as an entre entrepreneur and as an athlete. So thanks for being on the show today. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's going to be fun. Been waiting some time to get this done. Actually, <laughs> we met, we met at that, that awkward time of like right before the shutdown and all that. So it's been cool to follow on both sides and, and finally be here talking with you. Beautiful, man. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into something that I know that you teach and that you have adopted um, as an athlete in, um, and it's about mental toughness. So right. when you think about being mentally tough or mental toughness, like, what does that mean to you? Uh, I think a lot of it comes in, in, in mind you, I haven't had the, uh, the fairy tale growing up story. And I think some of us have used that as an advantage and leverage uh, maybe hard times uh, and growth, but I would attribute a lot of it to um, even during those tough times growing up to, to be an overcomer. Um, when you get to a point in, in, in being what now I refer to as proactive and learning, I didn't know that terminology, obviously, when I was 17 years old, you know what I mean? Right. Trying to make, make ends meet kind of out there on your own. 
um, not being able to take no for an answer, but I would attribute a lot of it in being in a in, in winning environments. So not just the sport, uh, but for me, uh, being in a championship program at early ages uh, taught a mindset. If I were to reflect back, um, and and not praising mediocrity on any level, not being okay with uh, you know I mean not winning, and it was kind of a, a fear of failure, a fear a fear of of not giving up, but. Basically, I would say to overcome, to have that that mentality that if you're hit and faced with any any form of adversity, that you're seeking uh, to do whatever it is to get back into that 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 winning spot, get it back on that winning platform, whether sports or life, right? Yeah, man. You know, and I, and I love it for so for whatever reason. I don't know why. I feel like I haven't heard that word overcomer. Uh, you hear an overachiever, right? You hear yeah, a, right. a go getter, which now I've read a book called The Go Giver. So, um, which is a great book about just networking and giving your energy first, but, but when you become an overcomer, um, and that's what I'm all about is adversity, man. I might, I share the same story. I mean, different story, but, uh, I had to deal with a lot of shit for two decades, especially after when I left the game of football. So, um, right. to overcome and get the lessons is, is rich. That's, that's how we gain our wisdom. So that's cool. So, right. when, so when you think about like, you know, you can share a little bit about your athletic background too, because you, you know you played collegiate football as well. But when you think about like all the things you've dealt with as an athlete and as an entrepreneur, I know this might be tough, but can you share that like maybe that one moment that that sticks out the most where you had to be mentally tough? Wow, we're digging <laughs> deep here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 2013 uh, vividly as a transition of hanging up the cleats and transitioning into life and uh, needing to be okay with uh, the fact that my five foot 10 frame uh, defensive end wasn't the first round first pick, right? It was a franchise mode video game that I've been playing since I was a young boy. Um, coming out of ball, it's, it's, you know, it's tough. I think it's tough for a lot of these young athletes, but I'll speak on myself. When you lose that identity for a second, um of, of of kind of who you are and, and going into uh i would say like a deep depression to, to to express some humility here uh three four months of dang i didn't make it or or uh what's my next step i had this huge idea of, of wanting to be into performance and be the head the biggest strength and conditioning coach and why isn't this happening as fast as as i planned um Finding purpose yeah. was the biggest change in my life and being okay and understanding that maybe I'm here to be an instrument and to help others that have that big audacious goal um, and, and how I can help them bridge the gap and not be in a place of uh, confusion, depression, lost identity. Um, so I vividly remember that back to 2013 when I made the leap to fully dive into being an entrepreneur transitioning from college athlete to full-time entrepreneur and became obsessed with personal development, leadership, yeah. found that aha in sports psychology as a resource. <laughs> I was fully absorbing what they were trying to teach me at the University of Sioux Falls and how important it was um, and, and just committing and going all in, take, making that decision to take action on that new chapter. So I, I would say that that was it when I co-founded my first company at 24 years old, 25 years old. Wow. Wow. Well, when, when you think about that mindset 
um, I can only imagine the mindset that you've developed as an athlete. How, how different, or is it similar, uh, the mindset from when you were an athlete, now that you're an entrepreneur? Is it, is it different or is it very similar? I think it's a shift in paradigm, but it's identical. Mm. Um, it's funny, we were last night talking about this exactly at the dinner table. We are talking about mental fortitude yeah. and, uh, and how many student athletes are so, so gifted beyond what they even understand but they're making that choice to put all their eggs in one basket let's say for sport right i'm going pro i'm going d1 i'm going whatever that mindset is with the kids and what right. like i remember we had those two right? oh yeah for sure you're emotionally invested into it 100 percent. <laughs> it's life even if your actions go in the line with you being the first round first pick right yeah, you're going right right, yeah. right. i gotta gotta put on for the fam gotta do that so what if you were to take that and apply it to something else in life? How great would you be at that with that emotional connection, that, that, that thing that gets you up out of bed um, every, every single day uh, I'm there? I don't think it's a different mindset. I think it's a shift in paradigms. It's just a shift in approach. And there's so many of these guys and girls that are out there that have that innate gift, don't realize it yet. And that's why I love, for instance, the, the market that you're into, to be able to provide clarity to some and really help them channel their focus on, on that new endeavor and, and be a rock star. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, and you and I know this. Uh, we know sports in general, but the game of football, because you and I played so many years of, of that sport, there were so many things that we got from that sport. So many great lessons. It's built our and, character in so many ways, right? So, but uh -huh. if you were going to pick like one thing or it could be more um, that you took from the game of football that allowed you to be a, a solid entrepreneur or a leader, like what, what is, what are some of the things or the thing that you took from football that's allowed you to, to do what you do now after sports? Beautiful. I think there's a great question. <laughs> I think there's a couple, uh, a couple different chapters in life. Uh, I was blessed with the opportunity to play under uh, a Norco high school program, Norco high football back at a time where it was peaking uh, every year, freshman through senior year, I was in CIF championship and I got to play for great coaches like Gary Campbell, uh, specifically Todd Gearhart was a life changer uh, for me. I didn't realize it then as he, uh, he was, he was on me. He was on us. <laughs> yeah. right? uh, and that approach uh, I realized afterwards, what you were to take it in two ways, you curl up in a ball or, um, prove someone wrong, right? And I don't know at then if it was the challenge, if that was the point, but that's what it got out of me. And it's something that I took even into my collegiate career. And when times got tough, even off the field, there was always that lingering thought in the background that I didn't want to disappoint or I didn't want, uh, you know what I mean, to, to, to have that tag as a used to be a used to, or, or, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. And it didn't make it, whatever that made it deal. I wasn't, uh, I didn't want to drop it because of that championship high school experience. So that's at one level. Part two was, uh, John Anderson, coach John Anderson, Ryan Grubb and, uh, Jed Stugart at university of Sioux Falls, where I ended up getting to, to prolong my, my collegiate career at the NCAA level had this amazing philosophy ingrained in 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 winning also so it was kind of a winner's win because that's what winners do uh foundation 
And at that point, that was more of a, a gut check because I wasn't able to uh, get away with little things that I was able to get away with maybe at the high school level, at the junior college level, trim the fat, all the excuses <laughs> gone. Right. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Figure it out. Um, all those what's important now, little acronyms and stuff like that. And yeah. that was the biggest, the, the, those were the things that kind of taking on the life. I'd say if the best thing I got out of football was the uh, humility that I didn't know how to express at that age, too much pride and being around solid leadership and, and adults that really molded my, my future to be the, maybe the father that I am today, the <laughs> businessman that I am today and all that I would attribute to the game of football for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, man, I, 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 I echo a lot what you're saying too. Um, there's so many, you know, being obviously you and I play different positions in the game of football, but you know, being a quarterback and the leadership, and I know that you led the defense as well. And, but I mean, there's so many things, communication, leadership, um, team cohesiveness, you know, just, there's so many things that I, that I took from it. Um, that man, if I didn't play the game of football or I didn't play sports, I just, I don't want to get into the whole thing. Like, what if, uh, but right. it's, in, it's interesting though, to do, do some reflection of like, what, what kind of man would I be if I didn't have the game of football, you know, but I don't Giving have that to, like, foundation for us. You know what I mean? Your mind can go into so many different ways and you can probably be good or pursue so many different things, but whoever it was that guided us, I don't know who it was for you, but whoever kind of enforced you into sport or got you to a point to be connected with it a little bit. That's the, one of the bigger blessings right there is totally the same thing. I don't know what I would be doing. I wouldn't <laughs> be where I am today. That's for sure. If I didn't have that as, you know I mean? A, a part of life. For sure. A hundred percent. And, and, and talking about success, I mean, you've, you've had a lot of, um, you know, you started your entrepreneurial journey at a young age and you've had a lot of great successful companies. So now what you, you know, what you've been working on for the last year or so, the Institute of Human Performance, which, which dude, it's, that's like an awesome name. Like it just, it's perfect. Um, share with my listeners, like what, what is this Institute? What motivated you and what's the end goal? For, for this institute? For sure. And, and there's different levels. Uh, to be frank with you, coming out of uh, studying exercise science, my initial goal was to be the strength conditioning coach. What I found and paved a way for because I was not the best student, to be clear on that, uh, wasn't my strong suits, weren't all the sciences and understanding the anatomy and the kinesis. <laughs> I understood the result. I right. was a meathead. I loved the lift. I loved the train. I wasn't scared of that, but... Um, after going through an introduction to exercise science, there had to be a different way or a different path other than just being the exercise scientist or the strength coach. Um, I think that's where my uh, being inquisitive kind of kicked in, wondering what is there, is there a different way to do this? I had a background in, in sports nutrition and sales through uh, a nutri shop company and uh, science nutrition in the Midwest. Anyways, the idea started to roll how could I create a business or be in the business of exercise science or maybe not in it as the years went on, I'm finding myself in the, in the business on exercise science overall. And what I mean by that is how to take the, the proven research, the proven results, get the best people for development of the athletes, whether that's from a psychological standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the leadership through coaching, through strength conditioning, through sports medicine, right? 
understanding the why, get everyone to communicate and to create an environment to where you have every resource, but it's enforced and programmed for not just the professional athlete, but the student athletes in their years of adolescence. So what that's geared me towards over the past seven years, if you were to tag what I should have maybe gone to, to, to college for, it would have been <laughs> um, uh, sports management and leadership with some form of minor in business or entrepreneurship is, is what my, my goal would be uh, or what I, if I knew what I wanted to do then, right? Mm-hmm. But growing in a small facility setting, taking your bumps and bruises, not having the understanding on the business. I wish I had Shark Tank back then to watch every single night before <laughs> bed like I do now to, to, to right. deal and deal, right? Uh, having the financial understanding, financial literacy of how to get the business part of it done. But it was grind. It was a lot of grinding, uh, building with a great uh, team originally. And my first ventures coming through led me to the points where I'm now. And what I learned is that it's not just about the brick and mortar or just the training or just whatever fill in the blank. It's the people, it's the processes, it's the technology, what's your system like, what is the foundation? And the Institute of Human Performance is a a human performance company, yes, but we're more of a systems management group and we can plug in our system into a mom and pop shop, into a corporate company, into uh, corporate wellness, training facilities, sports complexes, and on. And the joy comes of seeing the operations work efficient as the resources that are there for the athlete and helping them promote a better life today to succeed to their their end goal. So what's our end goal? Our end goal is to continuously grow. Uh, Going into this year, we will have a couple of our own uh, performance center, human performance centers. Uh, Our goal isn't to franchise all across America, but more so of helping the mom and pop shop or helping the other small business owner develop their resources and us to be a support to them. So yeah, we become a systems partner and hey, come check out our facility. This is what we do in performance, wellness, and education. Does it all make sense to you? Or maybe you already have one of these three things and you're just interested in wellness. Here's our wellness connection. Let's get this part of your facility developed or they already have a five-star baseball center and they have trainers and they have the recovery. It's not all coming together and they're really interested in doing these modernized sports academies. Hey, Jess, hey, Institute, can you help us develop an educational resource for our facility? Yes. And it becomes a one-stop shop at that point. So got it. Yeah. Yeah. To help others succeed. I know it's kind of a lot of information (laughs) that's all over. We have wild, uh, uh, other than sports facilities, we have clients like Priceline.com, uh, one of my partners, and I was way in a whole nother direction, but that's the level of operational efficiencies and effectiveness uh, and approach and what we provide in our systems that it can go to a corporate level company like that, all the way down to a, a mom and pop shop. So I want to take corporate level strategy and resources. And what is that like if you gave that access and taught the, the small business owner how important that those logistics and data and all that, that yeah. is. So, yeah. So it's like, so you have, you have this system in place, you have brick and mortar to, to, you know, especially from an athletic standpoint of like, here's, here's how to do it and how, how we do it. And if you want, if someone wants to do kind of what you're doing, you, you give them support and the direction, the systems to put that in place. Or there's someone that's kind of doing what you're doing, but maybe there's some inefficiencies or there's some things that they're missing. You can you can plug in 
and support them. And then because you have these systems in place, they're transferable to like, I say business, like corporate. So you can actually plug these systems and these operational systems. Um, you can scale it in, in, the, in, cor- in a corporate environment. Exactly. Yep. I know it's unique and it's a, it's a little different. It's just tough to get someone in, with corporate level strategy and, and experience it gravitates towards the sports element or towards the facility model. That's what I found that was unique. So when I restarted and and created this company and and it being about people first, uh, I hired and partnered with everyone possible who is much smarter than me and uh, (laughs) right. Right. And in different demographics and in different uh, roles that I I don't have, I don't have the the doctorate in human performance. I don't have the the masters in, in sports psychology. I don't have that effective leadership and and business. So I partnered with those people to make sure that we have the best systems in place that we can provide uh, others with a a, a five-star experience. So, right. Well, you know what, from, from where I sit and what I've experienced so far, and so I've known you, what you do have is you have a vision you have the will and, um, you know, considering what we've all gone through with this pandemic, when I first met you with all these, like, you know, with your new facility in, in Las Vegas, I was, it was so exciting to see you hustle and like move, get everything moving. And then, and I was getting excited because we were talking and how there could be some collaboration. And then when the pandemic hit, like, I, you know, I was, I had a human experience. I'm like, holy shit, man, like, this yeah. dude is like, your facility or facilities are not small, they're, they're large, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I'm like, how is this dude, like, not only dealing with this financially, how's he dealing with emotionally? How's he dealing with this spiritually? Like, so share with my listeners, like, how as an entrepreneur, and, and being, you know, the leader of the charge of all this, of yeah. this mission, like, how, how are you dealing with the pandemic? And how have you just kept on trudging and, and keep on believing in what you're doing right now yeah it comes back down to two things a word that we used earlier in, in being proactive and proactive leadership right always being a to provide solution and, and this is probably the biggest growth and learning uh, that I've had and developing personally as a human being over this year because it hasn't been easy obstacles that have been placed in front of us yeah but at the same token it's not impossible still to grow so what we did and what I did in leading my group is I wanted to focus on all the other things and some of the intangibles that made our spot what it is to become. So coming across a couple, yeah, we're in the middle of building a facility. Two days after I get the keys, you have a national shutdown, a global <laughs> shutdown, right? Right. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? I'm not going to show that fear amongst my people. And I said, hey, guess what? This is a great time to make one pivot to start off with. We're not a brick and mortar anymore. We're a click and mortar. And we need to figure out what we can do if this is what the world, if the world's stuck on this platform, we need to provide services through automation, virtual, digital. We're going to develop that branch right now, just in case this happens ever again, our clientele and our base can shift onto this digital platform to receive their resources. That's part one with the click and mortar. <laughs> it, was all, it was always a part of the plan, actually, believe it or not. It kind of forced us in there. Two, uh, we're going to focus on developing our people. Let's get our programs in place. What are our systems? What, what uh, uh, um, uh, people do we need to have that we can start developing the human being 
so that when things do open back up, I can duplicate strength and conditioning coaches at a faster pace. On the sports medicine side, the therapists at the faster pace, the performance specialists at a faster pace, people understanding education. So it, some things uh, were about a shift. And to be real with you, some things benefited us. I've been always huge on advocating for distance learning and distance education. Mm-hmm. All Anyone who sat in a presentation with me, maybe thousands of families over the past five, six years that we've been doing this and talking about online learning, online learning. There was a statistic that came out in 2016 that it was the fastest trend globally was online learning. Now, if you were to look at it, yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're forced yeah. into it. That's, totally. that's an unfair, right? But it's it forced everyone to be aware of distance learning. So going back to the proactive thing, how to leverage some things and make a positive out of them, even though it seems that the world is crashing down on us, the sky is falling, right? There's so many things that have gone on in our life that I feel that have been even harder for us than just the the pandemic. But yes, to be a leadership is staying fresh, not getting too caught up on what goes on on the media platforms, on the TV and all of that. I don't have 10 seconds of my day to get emotionally invested into something that's toxic because it's not about me. It's about others and it's about my people. And if they see me tripping on stuff like that, (laughs) then we're not going in the right direction. So I don't know if that was the the answer that you were looking for, but it it was to, to make sure that we stayed focused on the end goal here's the obstacle, here's the adversity, how do I embrace it? I'm not gonna fight it, how do I embrace it, make my pivot and lead, uh, lead my group? And we became stronger with our people systems and we're so prepared right now uh, for this year. And, uh, and, and a lot of it had to do with just that, that one pivot of being proactive. That's awesome. You know, I, I think with what's going on with the pandemic, there's, there's so much fear-based thinking. Um, I, I don't I don't I don't really subscribe to news. I mean, there there's some times where I, I I'm I don't have a choice. It's like it's pushed in front of my face, so I'll watch a little bit of it. But because I'm in the business of positivity and understanding how to stay focused, and when you get out of focus, how do you get back into focus? Um, you know, I'm I'm being very mindful of not plugging into that fear-based thinking, and I think that's really right. cool that that being proactive and focusing on the next thing which keeps us focused on, on the things that we can, can control. I think it's great. And so when you think about so far, what you've been dealing with, like as an entrepreneur, as the leader of this company, what has been the hardest thing that you've had to deal with? And what's been the most rewarding um, thing that you've experienced so far pushing this Institute moving forward? Fear of others right out of the gates. You nailed it. Fear of others. This has caused uh, so many people to be in this new level of fear, right? Right. That I've experienced before. It's not about fear of failure anymore. It's not uh, the the you're hyper aware. Someone hey, is this good for me? Should you be training at this age? Like those little things. Those are easy humps to get over. Right. When you're terrified to step outside. When you are really thinking that school will never be the same. Training my kid will they ever get to go to a facility? Are they ever going to get to play sports again? But the, those factors that, that weigh in, some of them are, are out of your, your grasp. Mm. The tough part where I had to develop is how do I lead, not my people, now how do I lead others, 
but being conscious enough to not offending them if they're brainwashed in one direction, right? right. And whether that's offensive to people or not, I don't care. Everything is brainwashed. You're brainwashed to be a winner, brainwashed <laughs> yeah. to overcome, right? Totally. So not to add that negative word there, but how to approach from a level of hypersensitivity stay my ground and foundation of this is what we believe in. And this is the result that we're trying to get after for little Johnny or little Susie here that's developing um, without letting the conversation to drift into the what ifs and what are you doing for this or what's your stance on. We're a health company. Right. We're all about wellness. And uh, trust me, I'm, I'm leaving, but there's some things you have control over and some things you don't. And the, the fear wrap around with what you don't have control over has been a huge op- obstacle. If I'm gonna speak from a sale a entrepreneurial side, yeah. getting someone into a sales environment, right, to understand what's going on is very difficult during these times. And you're gonna offend some people. And uh, my people hear me say this on some a lot. Uh, some will, some won't. Right. So what? Someone's waiting. I don't have the time, right, to get too emotionally invested in someone that has this huge kickback. I don't want my something at the center or whatever the office of mental health could be anything. Um, I go on to the next. Maybe it's for somebody else. Someone else is looking for the opportunity that's, you know, I mean, understanding what's going on. So the the struggle, enrolling people into programs, bringing awareness to something that's this beautiful opportunity. Meanwhile, you have a global pandemic going on and a ton of information that's going out worldwide that takes people's minds left and right that's been the hard part the good part is that it's made people sit down and scan all their options yep so now yeah so now it's distance learning is terrible i had a bad experience or blah 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 sure you might have had a bad experience with this person have you heard of this before yeah no what if i were to tell you then would you be open to this? And yeah. it opens eyes and ears, right? To be like, wow, there's better options out there. So that's the play on it right now from the business side of it is while everyone's aware, everyone's a scientist, everyone's uh, <laughs> got their, their, <laughs> yep, their <laughs> health radars and whatnot through the roof. Great. So since we're on the subject, fantastic. Let's talk about what we were doing and what we're doing now. So I'm just trying to roll this as the fear factor, external forces. Right. Exactly, man. It's, uh, I think it's awesome that you're like, you're taking a crisis. And, and I always say this, man, I always say where there's a crisis, there's an opportunity, but you have to allow yourself to, to look at that situation differently with a different lens at a different angle. So you can actually see and understand there's an opportunity on the other side of it. And considering some of the stuff that I went through in my life, I've kind of trained myself that when, I, when I'm going through some shit or I see some kind of adversity come at me, I, there's a little bit of a weird thing that happens that I get a little excited. Cause I'm like, cause I know there's something good going to come out cause I'm allowing the space for it. And right. what I'm hearing what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling is that that's what you are, that's like, as the leader of this company, you have pivoted because you've looked at it differently and you saw an opportunity. There's another, there's an opportunity through all of this crazy fear thinking uh, mojo that's out there. So that, that's awesome, man. Most definitely. Yeah. So just to lead, get, pour on that positivity and hopefully it becomes contagious. 
Is it, you know what I mean? What are you, what are we going to do? We're going to talk about problems all day or is someone going to come, come forward with a solution, exactly. right? And I think there's, there's two ways. There's those that come across and you're pushing solution. How many uh, product-based companies or people that are uh, referring others to products and what you've seen these companies for years, right? They go on, this isn't a bash, I'm just identifying something. You come across and you wonder why people don't want to come into your sales business and they don't want to sell your product. And this is the best solution in the world. And blah, blah. You're forgetting to identify someone's problem to fulfill the solution, which would make them welcomed into the product or the service. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just you said that I love too, is in this world right now to where there's problems all across, what do we want to talk about? There's a problem, this problem, did you see, blah, 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 all, right? All these different things is, what's the solution? Yeah. This is a fantastic time for anyone and any, I don't care what the business is, to provide some solutions because the reset button has just been hit on our world for you to create new solutions to thrive. And whether that's doing something for the people, for the sport, for education, put on your, get your critical thinking on dudes and dudettes and provide something beautiful to this world to help other people and don't make it about you and all i'm doing right now is is trying to lead by example with it bro that's yeah. it at the end of the day is, is coming across and lead to hey what did you do during this time we created hold on when the whole world is shut yeah create yeah. <laughs> i create i'll focus on creating a solution that's it um that's it yeah <laughs> provide solutions is, is the mindset when you're stuck in that world it's really easy to take on distractions and think uh yep. shield them off and and uh, i have something bigger that i'm playing for and it's for others and the people around me so i, I can't get caught up into myself or or things that i don't have control over yeah man that's that's true leadership right it's not about you it's about everything around you and and i'll, I'll say this and i'll echo what you're saying as i'm working with young athletes i always tell them like this is, is an incredible opportunity for a training ground, taking something that's out of your control, something that's that has a lot of adversity and different dynamics. How can you solve problems with this? Like, yes. that's, that's the thing is like, I wanna, as I'm coaching, I wanna teach you how to solve problems. Like, I want you to learn how to connect with yourself and other people and solve problems. And so if you're learning how to do this at a young age, when you're dealing with some other big stuff that could be big, but you're like, shit, I've already, I dealt with a pandemic like this is this is nothing right so right. like it's a good training ground um so with that being said um before we close out here when it comes to your career now this is a deep question we're gonna go deep here uh okay. when you reflect on everything like as an entrepreneur as an athlete uh, what do you think you've learned the most about yourself mm. um one thing I'd say the immediate thing is to never set a limitation or a cap on your potential growth. Um, how many nights, hard nights of, of, of your praying in bed or looking for clarity or why me, or whatever it is. I think the one thing in identifying was when I understood that um, living a life of purpose and living a life of others for others and regardless of what you do and you become okay with that, that your, your path becomes very clear. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that just from a religious standpoint or believer standpoint, I feel that and with great leadership here with coach Sean Manuel that I have 
uh, with me building too is there's some universal principles to life that could apply to, to all things. Yeah. And looking back and seeing successes and failures from myself and from others around me, a lot of it comes back to just having uh, uh, clarity. So if I can attribute your question originally is attributed to, to yeah. where's the sex success attributed from? Uh, it's for sure not having a spoon fed path. And that's <laughs> not that people with the spoon fed path can't make it to. I think there's the, a power in the mindset. That's why I really respect what you do over here on your end is that how powerful your mindset is for better or worse, literally to, to just have control and reflect, understand yourself a little bit. Don't be shy to seek help from other people. I remember a time where sport or psycho, the word psychology was like a, whoa, totally. you have a problem. Don't do that. Don't do that. that you have an issue. You're right. going to therapist with your wife? Are you serious? You guys have problems. Yeah, we're growing. It's an yeah. opportunity for, for, for growth. And when you stay open, reflect and, and drop your pride, drop your ego a little bit to totally. develop as a person. I'm going to attribute it towards being open to personal development. Good. And say so right there was the, the life changer right there is being open to personal uh, development and, and having a couple of great human beings hold my hand and align me to understanding uh, what purpose is all about. Totally, man. I mean, it's, uh, and I'll add a little bit what you're saying. I think uh, we all got baggage, man. We all got shit. I don't care if, even if you're making all the money and everything, it feels like it's all aligned. You still got something to deal with. And I personally think that everyone needs a therapist, <laughs> either a coach, a therapist, man, because we, we all need to grow and we'll, we're all going to be faced with stuff. Um, we always have different days, different weeks, months, years. So uh, that's a great point. Now, uh, how can my listeners, how can they connect with you on social? How can they learn more about the, the Institute of Human Performance? Awesome. So I got the, the longer handle would be instituteofhumanperformance.com. If you want to shorten that up, it would be theinstitutefacility.com uh, would be the quickest way to get if you are looking at our services from an athletic or sports uh, sports side. Mm -hmm. um, if you're interested more so on the business side, you would visit poweredbytheinstitute.com. Uh, that would be for the businesses or personally for me, Jesse Halberstadt is the name, jessehalberstadt.com funnels you into all of our our different sites experiences and things that we have going on that at least um, I'm leading or I'm a part of you can find right there on my own site beautiful Jesse man this is uh, I wish I could have you longer and uh, probably have you back on the show but man uh, thanks for your energy let's do it again yeah for sure right on man. vice versa I appreciate you all right man appreciate you